What's happening, y'all? This is Todd Wilson with another episode of Elevate Your Game. Today, we have father, we have director, head coach of SCA National Team, SoCal Academy. Uh, we have director of Cali Stars uh, program, club program, and the co-director of the EHA, uh, Independent Event Service and League, NBA trainer, player developer, everything basketball, man. <clears throat> The Juvie Sandbox man himself, Julius Van Helzig. I got the name right. I'm proud of myself. My brother, welcome <laughs> to the show. We love to start this show off with the wall of hoop movies. Your favorite hoop movie of all time and why? I say Space Jam. Ah. And the reason why, I think that was like, it just gave me memories. Actually, you know what? He Got Game is the best one. Nah. I like he got game the most. What what about it? What is it? Is it the the truth? Just it wasn't like it was a real basketball movie. It wasn't like silliness involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the other ones drama. is it's nothing wrong with comedy or whatever, but it was like real. It was real life and basketball. So I like that one the most. No, one hundred percent. I always talk about how Ray Allen's acting was terrible, but as a hooper, it was mm -hmm. dope because he was a real hooper out on yeah. the court. And just the um, camaraderie of their team, going to a hoop in the park together and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And just having that. Denzel and Ray Allen in a movie together. Like, pretty huh? wild. <laughs> right, right. Denzel did a great job. Mm -hmm. Great job. No, one of the best. So we love to uh, just hop into your journey, man. And when did you fall <clears> in love with basketball? Man, to be honest with you, I didn't really start really liking basketball until I was like maybe 13, 12 or so. Mm-hmm. Everybody in my area played basketball, and my young younger brother played basketball. But I never really was into basketball. My dad watched basketball. I was, never really was in it until like 12, 13 years old. Man, yeah. I didn't start playing when I was 11. Most kid, people who sit here started, oh, when I was two, when I was yeah. born. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's wild. Uh, what was it that got you, um, you know, into basketball at that time? Man, it was basketball courts in the area, and, and just kind of just... That's where people would go hang out and play. And then, and I was tall for my age. So eventually I just kind of just start playing. And then um, I think I was sleep at, yeah, I was sleep at one of my boys' house. And then he was on the AAU team. He brought me, I'm watching the practice. I'm tall. They ask him why I don't play. But I didn't really, you know, I would play here and there. Just like I said, just in my neighborhood. But I ended up you know, I think they was we went to Vegas. That was like the first tournament. I never played AAU or nothing. It was, oh, it was ARC Nationals in Vegas. And we played against uh, the RC Bulls. They had like Drew Holiday, Jeremy Anderson. I forgot who else they was were on that loaded, squad. Yes. Yeah, so we played them. But it's funny because I was just talking to, uh, the second game was versus like Colorado Hawks. And I was just talking to the director, Colorado Hawks today about that middle school team that they had and they were really good but that was my first time really playing organized so it was like shocking for me right playing against uh -huh. future nba players <laughs> what and what team was that that you were playing for that was they don't have a team no more it was called uh sharpshooters Sharp, okay yeah yeah they was just like a middle school elementary type thing but they, we had good players on the team though so you it kind of got serious for you right away hopping into it yeah and uh -huh. going to vegas for your first aau mm -hmm. um and then that, that passion that you had right there, did that drive you to start playing in high school? Like, what was the situation going into high school then with somebody kind of coming to the game late? Well, I end up, 
so that following year, I think that was four teams. Then I started like really, cause I was I stopped playing at like the Ys and stuff like that, and really start playing AAU and stuff like that. And then by the time I got into high schools, I kind of already got the swing of stuff. It was real. Yeah. So, so where'd you go to high school, and what was that experience like? Man, I had a crazy high school journey. I went to a bunch of different schools. So my mom was sick for a period of time. She's good now. She was sick for a period of time, so we was like homeless. So we would be at my granny house, cousin house, this motel, that motel. So I went to like six different high schools. Whoa. But the one that I went to the longest that really just changed my life was Beverly Hills. I went to Beverly Hills High School for about two year, a year and a half, two years or so. And that really was like the funnest experience, high school experience I had. Jarvis Turner? No, it was Luis Tercio. He okay. coaches now. You know, he went in, I think he was a GA with Indiana under Bobby Knight, I believe. Mm. He actually went to Beverly Hills, coached at Beverly Hills. He coached pro in Mexico and El Salvador. And now he has a youth program in Mexico. Oh, dope. So, and I still keep in contact with him. So we talk frequently. I actually just talked to him the other day. But um, he was our high school coach, though. Man, that's crazy. And then, mm -hmm. are you the oldest sibling? Yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. I was like, you give off the old, older brother vibe. Yeah, for sure. I'm the oldest one. Um, so you say, you no, know, you're with your mother being sick and taking that kind of responsibility young and kind of moving mm -hmm. around probably matured you quickly. For sure. I was like, I mean, I was still a kid. I still had fun and lived a kid life, but I still was living an adult life at the same time, just as far as like responsibilities and kind of having to figure stuff out. Yeah. You know, part of it was obviously the, the, era I grew up in which is much different than now like kids don't even take the like taking the bus doesn't even like <laughs> right register they probably don't even know how to do yeah, it. yeah <laughs> like you wouldn't even know how to do it so just having a responsibility like I said it was a lot on me early on just because of things like that but then also the era I was in so I definitely had some adult ways about me as a, at a young age for sure yeah no that that maturing could could uh it can make you or break you. And so mm -hmm. it's good to see, you know, having <clears throat> those things and now all the success that you're having is yeah. impacting other kids' lives because you know what it could have been or, you know, that, yeah. that type of kind of thing. Uh, so in high school, did you have a uh, skill? You're a skill developer, right? One of been doing it forever. You know, mm -hmm. I moved back out here in 2007. And when I got into, like, actually developing, I was 2012 or so when I actually, like, started mm -hmm. really doing it. And you were... You know, one of the first people I heard about doing it as well. All this, you know, all the kids would, would go to, I forgot what you were doing then. Was it maybe SCA? The, uh... So, dang. Man, I did I did P. Miller Ballers. Okay. I did SoCal All-Stars. That was yeah, that's just, okay, yeah, okay. Pat Beard. I did I-10 Celtics. ESP Star. It was so Man. much. Yeah, the middle school space, elementary space is just wild, wild west. It's crazy. Yeah, no, 100%. So in high school, what uh, what mentors did you have? You said your coach had a big impact. You said Beverly Hills was the, the place, you know, where you had the most fun. Yeah. What, what contributed I, to that? So really, man, I wouldn't be able to say one person specifically, but definitely my high school coach had a big impact. And then I... Part of the time I lived with Master P, hmm. with Romeo and those guys. So being around Master P and Silk and, you know, seeing them obviously kind of come from, you know, kind of where I come from, 
and just really just see them drive and you know figure out how to kind of really just get it out the mud and end up being family men and you know what I'm saying and so I think those guys being around those guys I can kind of call them mentors just yeah. seeing them kind of how they got it done man you know what I mean so I kind of I really had a cheat code like yeah. being around them you know what I'm saying like obviously my mom my dad other people as well but that's really a cheat code seeing somebody kind of just come from a beginning where you kind of where you come from mm -hmm. and seeing them every day just yeah. how they operate with different people and how they get stuff done it was real I really was fortunate to be around that man that's the, and that's, you know? that was in high school that was in high school uh-huh wow so you yeah. that's that's a on-the-job training it is crazy <laughs> like we was we were playing at I was playing at I played AAU with Dinos as well but we were playing at, it was like a Pangos event. I think it was like top 20, whatever that class was, showcase. It was like the top 20 players or whatever. So Romeo was on my team and it was subs every five minutes. So at the time, I don't even know if I was in school at the time, to be honest. He had asked me like, because it's sub every five minutes, so we on a bench together. He asked me like, what school you go to? I'm like, bro, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. You know, at that at that particular time, I wasn't, I don't know what, I don't think I was registered at school, whatever. And he was like, we going here, this, that. And then we just put the whole play together. And that's how I ended up Wow. with them, yeah. Uh -huh. No, I, man, I tell people those <clears throat> events, there's certain events that are important for yeah. the networking. Yeah. You never know who you're going to meet and connect with, man. That's not the first time I heard something like yeah. that, right? And Crazy. Making a connect, just because uh -huh. you're hooping and you're doing your thing probably. And uh, a moment that probably has a, a big impact on your life. So, yeah. um, now through high school, where'd you finish? End up finishing that? Was it Beverly? Did you graduate from Beverly Hills, or where'd you end up finishing that? And what was, you know, your who was you playing against? Yeah, you know, I, I love the connect LA basketball. Uh, who were you playing against at the time? Any good memories? So I played. I played AAU with Demar Derozan. I played AAU with Brandon Jennings. Um. Obviously, grew up playing against Drew Holiday. We're actually good friends. Um, <clears throat> in that era, man, I played against everybody because I was I, I did all the camps or everything. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So played against everybody. I played with Jordan Hamilton. Played against Jordan Hamilton. We played AAU together. Played AAU with Derrick Williams. And it's crazy because like majority of these guys that and that's the the cool thing about social media like. You can kind of just still stay in contact, yep. and even if it's not through social media, you might lose contact with a dude. DM, you got a new number, you know what I mean? So, growing up in that space, and then with social media and everything, it kind of just keeps everybody still connected. Like, yep. and it's strange because we're like all still close. Like Dallas, he has his, he's doing his thing with PG, and I sat on the phone with Dallas for like an hour, and we didn't talk for, I don't know, seven months. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right. But like. Just all of us, you know, playing basketball with each other, all of us are still connected and stuff. But I played against and with everybody, that you, anybody you can think of in that era from the 07 class to the 2010 class. Man. You know what I mean? So, played AAU with Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think I played like two tournaments with them. So, I, 
<laughs> kind of just connect with everybody, you know. That's dope, man. And I think that's important for these kids to see is that these are networking opportunities and to not take it for granted. What, it's huge. What would you tell them? How do you connect with people? And besides, you know, being yourself, is there any, like, <clears throat> tools you would give kids now? Like, hey, when you go to these places, this is the behaviors you should have. Yeah, I mean, first, just being a good person. And, and I know that, like, everybody says stuff like that, right? But just having a good spirit, being a good person, and just... Obviously, you want to be yourself, you know what I mean? But really, I think people can recognize when people are real and you can recognize when someone has, like, a good spirit and a good person, yeah. you know? A lot of times it's crazy in this space, like, you know, everybody talks about everybody, right? Like, everybody has negative things to say about this guy, that guy. And even if it's something, they'll start with, oh, I heard right. this, I heard that. I think, like, for me, like, I'm sure people say different stuff, positive stuff, negative stuff. But I think one thing I get a lot is, you know, I heard this, but once I got to know you, yep. it's the complete opposite. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's big. You know, it's just making, like I said, like when you meet people, just making sure you be yourself and be real and genuine and just be a good person. And like I said, just keep your spirit right and clean. No, that, you know, that's, and that's don't true. do anything to anybody that you wouldn't want. <laughs> To do to you, you know, and, and it's hard because obviously in this space, you know, there's recruiting, you know, it's you, you got to go get players, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I think just trying not try to be as ethical as possible in this space, you know, and it, and it is hard because sometimes you might not intentionally yeah. be, you don't want to intentionally disrespect somebody or burn a relationship. But sometimes when there's players involved, different stuff happens, there's shifts sometimes. You know, at least for coaches, they may think you're recruiting this guy, but in reality, this guy came to you, and yeah, it's just a whole. You know what I mean? So it's kind of difficult. But now you talk you know. about the ethics of it. And I think um, the one thing that we all should have in common is that it's about these kids, and mm -hmm. that's why I respect you because you've always been about these kids, no matter what it's been. Is like, no, the kids are you, they're in the gym with you. With you, you ain't you training them, you coaching them hard, and <clears throat> everything. Like you said, people say stuff about you, right? I didn't. I've known you from the distance. People said these things, and I'm like, okay, dog. He he worked. Every kid yeah. I know that works with him loves working with him. That's all I'm about. If he's helping kids, you put over probably a hundred plus kids into college. I'm probably even more at this point. Like, what are we talking about? If you if you're doing that, don't worry about with this man, who you think yeah. this man is. Go get to know him because he's helping people. And I think that's a big thing. Like, it's crazy to me because, again, it's, and I think it, it may just, it may be just LA, just West Coast. It may be everywhere. I don't know. But like, people just talk so much trash about each other, kind of go against each other. But in reality, yes, different people make revenue, this and that, but you're doing it because you love the game yep. and you love helping kids and helping people. And like, even like to this day, like I talk to everybody that's played for me, like the guys that go division one, the guys that go D2, D3, NAI, the guys that are just working now or yep. whatever. Like I talk to all my guys still, you know, and keep up with them. Even with like SoCal Academy, like we have a group chat called brotherhood and it's all of our coaches. Um, that have coached with us, minus the ones that are coaching in college now, but because obviously there's college athletes in the uh, right, right, right. group chat, but 
all the guys that have coaches with us, have coached with us, as well as the guys that have played with us, right? So all our guys that went Division One, they're still in the group chat, and I send them stuff, and we all communicate with each other. You know, guy goes down, whatever we make, you know, pray for this guy, and like, yep. it's like a whole thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But you know, from the outside looking in, people wouldn't know that, right. right? And that goes for all of our. I communicate with all of our guys, yep. no matter how good they're playing, what this, that, all of them. You know, so I think we got to do a better job, like the coaches and the adults, uh, just figuring out how to come together and obviously be competitive, yeah. but communicate without making it disrespectful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think we just don't do a good job of it as a, as a whole. Right. We're you in know? we're in this L.A. market where there's <clears throat> a abundance of talent. Everybody can eat and. I've always had that mindset, like, and you know that, like, that's the that's the Travis thing. Is like Travis wanted to start. He was literally with me from the first day we started core mm-hmm. to when he created SoCal, yeah. and I was there the whole way with him. Like, nah, dog, do you? Like, we good. Like, let's yeah. go ahead eat. And it is it baffles me when <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this. I don't even care. I'm gonna say it when men, grown men, get in their feelings. Yeah. about something you're trying to do to build yeah, yourself, goofy, especially as black men too. More importantly, like, we should be lifting each other up. If you go to Florida, them dudes all work together mm-hmm. to build up their thing. Nah, like you, the you hit it on the nail. Space. Like, it's just goofy and corny. Like, you got dudes that's 30 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus, like, talking trash about each other and going against each other. It's just goofy. Yep. And here's the thing, like, me and you may go after a player, and you may get the player. But a year later, it might be a time where you might have an international kid that maybe you can't take. You might shoot him this way. Yep. It might be an event. We may collab on. Like, you're always going to end up crossing paths, and you're always going to be able to help each other. Yep. So that one incident is never worth it. And a lot of times it takes one conversation, a phone call, a, a talking person. You might run it in, into a guy in the gym, hey, can I holler at you? And that's all it takes. You know what I'm saying? And like, I feel like we miss out on so much more of a bigger opportunity because we're trying to compete so much and we get in our feelings and make it personal that we miss out on the bigger picture of what we can really do. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be working together forever, but it can be that one weekend we decide, hey, let's do this, cam together. Let's, hey, I, you got these point guards, I got, let's do this point guard clinic together or AAU team or hey my guy needs this maybe I can help your kid just different stuff like that and yeah. it's just so much goofiness and <laughs> like I said it's a lot of people that do do a good job and right. ha- and sometimes you know like even for me like and I'm still learning like but like sometimes you'll go you'll you enter the space and you think it's one way mm-hmm. right like when I entered the basketball space I thought it, like you you have to go do this. You got to go do this. It don't matter if he play for this guy, this guy. Like, you got to go get it done. And I didn't really realize I was younger. Yeah. And then you kind of learn. Like, no, you got to go about it this way. You got to go about it this way. And I think that a lot of times that happens. Like, guys are kind of in the maturing stages of, you know, understanding once you get in the space how stuff is supposed to be done, just the politics and the protocol of the space. Yeah. But the ones that you're talking about that's 40 plus, 50 plus, I don't get it. 
<laughs> goofy. Dealing but. with their own insecurities. Man. Yeah, so I don't Deal with your traumas so we could work together for these yeah. kids at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So when you came into the space, you know, you were around a lot of, um, uh, I'm going to say, uh, seasoned programs, seasoned vets, you know. Um, how did you learn about the game fully and kind of, you kind of did it a different way, man. You you got kids in the gym. I think mm-hmm. you were the first one out here who was like really just really <clears throat> training kids and then you developed programs out of that and, mm-hmm. you know, connected the dots. Um, did you have somebody or would you say somebody should get a mentor when they come into this space? I think definitely, I wouldn't say it's mandatory, but it's going to help your growth. It's yes. going to maximize your growth faster. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I... You know, I had Master P. I played for Dino's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, he's the godfather of this whole thing. And there's other, you know, there could be multiple godfathers, but he's one of, when you talk about, like, dudes that really got it done. Yes. Like, he's one, you have to mention his name. Like, no matter if you like him, don't like him, he don't like you, like, you have to mention his name. Um, but the crazy thing is, so I started off volunteer coaching at the Y. That's mm-hmm. how I started. I was volunteer coaching at the Y and refing at the Y. But anyways, fast forward, I started, you know, training and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, I had Josh Christopher, Jaden Springer, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, uh, Anyeka Kongu, Mobley. Suggs was out here? Like how yeah, did he would, so we had P. Miller Ballers. Oh, gotcha. So he would, we were sponsored, so he would play with us, stay out here for a week training, and then I, I mean, to this day, we talk, I talk to his family, we're like this, you know, so, but yeah, so we had the Suggs, all those guys, right, and <clears throat> Jaime Hawkins, um, I mean, so many dudes, list goes on, whatever, right, but I kind of built with some of those guys early, and then when they went to high school, you know, guys kind of went, you know, I didn't have a big high school Right. Team at that time, I think for that 2019 class. So, like, obviously, guys, I mean, you know some of the programs that they went to. But, um, but yeah, I kind of just built my mark early with yep. those dudes. And then I started doing events like camps. Mm-hmm. I started the King of Kings camp. And we had all the top middle school guys there, right? And, like I said, you, some of the names I named and then. Cassius Stanley as well, and some of the other good players that maybe didn't go to the NBA but had good college careers or whatever. Um, and all the big AAU guys would come and recruit out of there. Yeah. I would literally do like a packet and the whole thing. Guys would come recruit. I would invite some of the local high school writers to see who the next upcoming guys are. More just like they would look at the eighth grade and stuff like that. <clears throat> and we would get high school coaches and yeah. things like that. So then I think I started doing events with Dino's and Ryan Silver. And then obviously these guys came into the, these, these young guys I was working with, they end up being relevant in the high school space as they got older, which I became more relevant in the high school space. Unfortunately, some of the guys that were supporting me early on kind of started to, I don't want to say, and that might sound arrogant, view me as competition because they were already kind of f- so far ahead. But yeah. I think started to maybe view me as potential. No, you had influence. Call it what it is. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah, had yeah. influence. I'm going to say it for you because uh, I deal with it now, right? Yeah. I'm a middle school dude, right? That's what people say, right? And just like you, right? We 
we touch every area of basketball from the youth to the pros. Mm -hmm. And so they see our influence and I don't want to call it scared, intimidated, whatever. They just see that we have that. Yeah. And so and it's territorial. Yes. And they because they want to continue to be the men. But yeah. once again, it comes to, hey, you could build with me. Yeah. And I think they've learned that over time. I think that's why you did have those opportunities. They were like yeah. trying to pull you in to the fold yeah. and they want you, oh, come under what I have so they can grow their own yeah. business. But, you know, we can so, all eat. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, and then I got in that space. But really, a guy that I could say that, man, really showed me, a, like really taught me a lot and I learned from was Ryan Silver. Yeah. A ton. And it's like, like I said, like that's another dude you could like, not like him, or whatever. Like this dude like gets it done and he's a dude that really like, he never hated on me. Like, and he never was like scared that I would like go past him or try to work against me. Like, he's like, dude, this is a free country. Like everybody's <laughs> gonna do what they gotta do. You know what I mean? But like he never, like he always would put me on game and you know what I mean? Yeah, that's dope. But yeah, so he's definitely a dude that I could say, you know, back to your original question, like yeah. do you do you think it's mandatory for a guy to get a, a mentor? Well, I think it definitely helps. And maybe they don't have to be mentor, but just being around game. That's what it is. Like yes. it helps being around game and being around those dudes that, that that's game. You know what I so mean? So one of your coaches, Steve, was here uh, mm -hmm. a few days ago, a few weeks ago or whatever, and he was talking about when he just, you know, he left the corporate world to go be in the gym. Uh -huh. And he said <laughs> he was in the gym and he had you at a basket, Travis at a basket, Dash at a basket. Mm -hmm. Like he was like, bro, I was like in basketball heaven just soaking up the game, mm -hmm. which is, you know, led him to his growth and, and everything he's doing now. So you're creating that environment yourself with what you're doing, man. Mm -hmm. So that's super dope. Um you know, you keep passing that down. So when did you know you were going to be in the training, coaching? And, you know, when, when did your career stop? You know, what, what let you know that you were going to transition into the other side of coaching yeah. and training with basketball? Um, I knew once I was going to be done. Like, even in high school, like, I felt like I just viewed the game differently. Not like in a, like, I was just smarter than everybody. But I, like, actually paid attention. Like, I was in the game not just thinking – whoever scores the most points wins the game. Like, I was actually, like, looking at it and, like, I'm playing with, like, I'm subbing, I'm, look, I'm subbing guys in and out. I'm on the floor looking at, you know, DeMar DeRozan play, like, yeah. and he's scoring 30, you know, and I'm looking at how he's scoring 30, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, and different stuff like that. We're playing against this team or whatever, you know what I mean, playing against Kimball Walker. Like, I'm, I'm watching the game, but I'm not just watching – the game like I'm actually like studying it and like thinking about it mm -hmm. not just like oh this team is good this team is good like really like kind of dissecting it you know so I already knew I was going to be into coaching yeah you know what I mean um just because kind of how I viewed it and I knew I didn't want to do like the nine to five thing there's nothing wrong <laughs> with it, but I knew that wasn't for me right you know what I mean so it's two things that a lot of people who come on this show always say one of them you said earlier you volunteered at the YMCA. Mm -hmm. You did some grind work for free <laughs> to start off. I think a lot of people try to come in this game and think they they gonna get the top dollar right away because they play somewhere or they whatever. That grind always has to be there. And then two, you didn't want to work that nine to five, so you created a situation around yourself that supports you and your family. And so I think those two things are super important to see that it's you can do it. Now, how hard was that? 
what work did that take to really build this lifestyle where basketball yeah it was a grind for sure and it took time and learning and all that but the reason why i wouldn't call it hard specifically is because i love doing it so it didn't feel while i was in the process i loved the process it was it didn't feel hard because i was like obsessed like i love basketball i love being in the gym and like I love going to tournaments, eating with the families after you chopping it up with pops, mom, we hanging out, like, you know, the kids hanging out. I just love the whole thing. So it didn't feel hard. Yeah. But it definitely was a grind for sure. And I think a lot of dudes, it's so funny, like, you know, obviously we got this premiere program, whatever, like, people want to be a part of it. So guys will reach out to us, hey, you know, I just finished this playing here. You know, you guys got any room for coaches and this and that. Like, that's cool. You want to be around the game, but, like, they don't want to, like, grind and start from the beginning and kind of, like, climb their way up. Yeah. They want this title with this pay and, like, bro, you got to, like, <laughs> give something to the game. You yes. know what I mean? First and kind of work your way up and build that track record and resume and, you know? Yes. And guys don't want to do it. And... It doesn't make it, that means you don't really love the game. Like you gotta, and that that tells me, I don't. That's not that's not the right fit for us. Yeah. Like I can't hire you. You know what I mean? Like Steve is. I'll tell you, like Steve Jones, Man. elite. Yes. Elite. Yes. Like this dude, like he was. He's one dude. Like I trust him. Like this. Like that's really like family. But he do a great job. But again, he loves the game, and like he started literally from the bottom. I watched him. And just grind, 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 work his way up, work his way up, work his way up. He's not skipping any steps. He's not skipping any I, steps. I sat here and talked to him. And I'm like, <clears throat> I said, hey, you know you're a high major division one coach. Like I could For just sure. hear it from talking to him. And like, mm -hmm. I, I think I've seen him train when he first started back when he was in, uh, uh, was it, uh, Brit's old place. Yeah, yeah. At Dune City, like yep. way back in the day. But I know what he's done and the, the development that he, you know, the people he's working with. And I'm like, hey, bro, you... You, you're going to be a high-level coach, man. So 100%. And I, I I appreciate that because, and I've said it, I, I rebounded for eight years with no pay. That's real. I rebounded for eight years with no pay, not expecting it. Just, hey, Todd, can you come rebound? Yep. Yep. Just saying, yeah. Because you loved it. That's it. <laughs> and and you were soaking up game. And, like, that's and that's the thing. Like, you can't put a price on game. Yep. You, if you're around game for free, like that's worth more than whatever you're gonna get for the training session, whatever. Like, if I can be around game for free, like that's better than anything. So you taking the lunch with Jay Z <clears throat> or the money? That's funny you say that. I'm gonna take the money, <laughs> but it, it, but 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 I get the question though. I yeah. get it. I'm taking the bread for sure, but <laughs> I get it though. You yeah. know what I mean? But like that's the thing. It's not even about like. Like you said, like you rebounded, but you're meeting this person, you're learning this, you're yes. soaking up game, and guys just, again, just goofy. Like, I, I don't get it, you know, but it could maybe, the air, I don't, I don't know. Well, no, I, I think they don't understand. I don't think they understand That's the, probably pro what the, the process. And so, and this is what this mm -hmm. is for, is to talk about it, but also get that advice. Like, if you starting off, if you're trying to grind with this, understand that you got to love the process. That's in anything you do, if that mm -hmm. you want to be successful at it. If you... Fall in love with the process and not worry about... Now, I'm not saying go out there and be broke and be homeless. Yeah. But also, I'm saying 
use these opportunities to be in spaces where you're not being compensated to grow and learn the knowledge of what the what you know this is the generation of experts if you're an expert at something you will get paid mm -hmm. people are the experts at origami making a hundred thousand dollars a month because they know how to fold paper they became an expert at it like this is real stuff yeah go become an expert first and then the money will roll in that's and real so for y'all looking for to get into any space right mm -hmm. man pay your dividends pay your dues <laughs> soak up the game um so started ymca master p all-stars um what the let's see there's, there's a couple routes that we went here um i want to talk about cali stars because you did something <laughs> and i love you 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 branded yourself i think with cali stars taking players that were not on the circuit teams building yeah. an independent program getting them to college and creating um not creating but uh moving forward that space of independent programs like people have been doing it forever yeah. for sure but out here <laughs> in the valley and on the west side julius v was doing yeah. it. <laughs> I, I love talking about that because one we've had the most division one players in the country in the last i think eight years out of any any program in america and if there's somebody that's had more maybe they're not putting their count saying their count out loud we're yes. saying our count out loud and that's not disrespect to other programs or whatever this is just the facts based on the numbers i've seen mm -hmm. and maybe like i said maybe programs aren't counting loud enough there's but... somebody on <clears throat> twitter who does it and i know it ended they put independent in one column though yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that's interesting. and it's kind of hard and look when I, I count only guys that have played with us in the live period. So if you've gotcha. suited up with us in a live period at least one time, we count it. Okay. Right? And I think that's kind of how they do it. But they may miss because they're counting for everybody. Yeah. But that's how we count it. We're not counting like, oh, this weekend is an off weekend, so this guy played with us or whatever. Right. We're not counting middle school because if we count middle school, <laughs> they're not safe. We've had 40 pros or whatever. We're not right. counting middle school. Right. We're counting guys that have played with us at least once during the live period, rather that been 15, 16s, or 17s. Nice. Okay, but I love talking about it just because it's kind of like, like I said, like we just got it out the mud. Like we took under the radar guys that nobody knew, and I trained them, trained them in the gym with them every day. We took guys who was, you know, maybe on the last man on the shoe circuit team, they come to us and crack, you know? And again, we just in the gym, like we, we practice, we get it out the mud, there's culture, we run sets, we have an identity, you know what I mean? So like we- jerseys. Yeah, so I'm gonna tell you how that, <laughs> see a lot of people don't know how that started. So I was doing, it's crazy. We were doing an A, I was doing an AAU team, a shoe circuit team with somebody. And now we're like super close, right? It's my boy. Um, and another person you get game from, but my boy, right? <clears throat> so anyways, we kind of had our differences, whatever. I end up, and this is like maybe two weeks before the shoe circuit and the live period. Mm. And anyways, I, we, I, the guys that I brought over, we kept there. And it was cool because he did a good, he did a great job with him. But I had to go figure it out. So I went and took like guys that I trained, this guy, this guy. And we went and played in a tournament in the live period. 
And not only were we wearing mismatch, I mean, reversible jerseys, we were wearing mismatch reversible jerseys. Some guys had on Pangos Camp jersey. Some guy had on their high school practice jersey. It was like that. Ooh. It wasn't no, like, we all had the same whatever. That's how we did it. And we were cracking, bro. We was just <laughs> Who was that? So that, was that the first high school team? So that team... Obviously, as the year went on, we started to pick up guys or whatever. So we ended the year. This one we made the big splash, right? We ended the year was the Bigfoot tournament, and we had CJ, who was my barber as a kid. He coached under Jay Hart, Jason Hart, who's oh, now the yeah. G League Ignite head coach. He coached under him at Taft, but me and him end up doing this together, and. <clears throat> He was the assistant coach at Sierra Kane at the time, I think. So it was Terrell Gomez, Tigo, mm -hmm. Goon, Gorilla. He has like scoring records or some stuff at CSAC, Cal State, State Northridge. Yep. Went to San Diego State. He's playing pro now. But I grew up with his brother, Deshaun mm -hmm. Gomez, who was cold. But we had Terrell Gomez, Adam Seiko, who played at San Diego State. He's playing pro now. Cody Riley was at UCLA, nasty ranked in the country. Uh, Rip Economo was a rising junior. He was playing up. He ended up going to Seattle U. His younger brother played at SCA. Yeah. And he's now at uh, going to Hawaii. Alpha Coley was playing up. He ended up going to St. Bonaventures. Alpha Coley I saw at a park gym, never played organized basketball. Never played organized basketball as a sophomore. Went to the A-10, St. Bonnie's. It was the year after they were top 25 in the country. Um, gosh, who else was on that team? Joe Wallace, who <clears throat> was went to UCLA, was at Sierra Canyon. Um, I got to name everybody. I can't miss nobody. I can pull the picture up. We can find the picture. I know it. Hold on. Who else was <laughs> on that team? Okay. Who no, we ain't gonna miss nobody. I'm pulling the picture up. That's why I love this show because we can do this. You know what? I think that was a that was a six. Yes, it was a six for sure. Or no, it wasn't a no. I'm not gonna that say was it. That's, that's not the team that won uh, Bigfoot. This is the oh. team that yeah that this was the first original team. So gotcha, anyways, okay. we went and beat all these shoe circuit teams. Okay, I'm not gonna name teams. I'm not gonna. We beat a bunch of shoe circuit why teams. Why not, Julius? Can't do it. All right. That's one thing I learned. Relationships. Yes, no. Is it good Relationships. <laughs> so we beat all these shoe circuit teams, right? And we made it to, I think, the final four. They put us in like the bottom bracket. We climbed up, bottom, whatever. We climbed all the way up. We had to play extra games, no buys. Our pool didn't get buys. We just cracking. Me and CJ just cracking everybody, right? Our games are packed now. Coaches coming. We lost on like a buzzer beater or something. I think we lost on a buzzer beater to, don't quote me on it, but I think it was Pooley Panthers. The kid that went to Wisconsin, I think his name was like Brad something. Okay. He had like game winner or whatever. So anyways, the following year, we lost to Pooley Panthers again. Mm. And that was... I think Tyler Harrell got a putback. We lost in semifinals. And then the following year, 
we and that's when they were like, man, this might they are they the best team in the country? It was like us and like two other good, really good programs, one Adidas, one Nike. And, you know, there was a lot of like ruckus about that or whatever, but we won, we beat I don't know how many teams, shoe circuit teams to win that. And we won a championship against uh Mac Irvin Fire and they were really good. They had like Khalil Whitney who was a goon, they had a guard going to uh I think he went to Kansas. Yeah, that, you, yeah. Uh, TJ Shannon, I say Illinois. Um, but we played that team, and we ended up beating them in a championship or whatever. And <clears throat> that year, we had we actually had matching reversible jerseys. Yeah. Okay, we we upgraded. <laughs> we had matching reversible jerseys. But the reason why the reason why I kept doing the reversible jerseys and not like the the cool uniforms and all that because it just represents to me just grimy, no politics, just go get it done. Yeah. Like all the other stuff, name on it, none of that matters. It just fades. You know, so that's why we kept doing it. But how we started was kind of funny. I was scrambling around. Like I said, I didn't know what to do. And we just start grabbing, oh, you got your practice jersey, this camp jersey. But that was the year, that, that was the 2019 class. Mm -hmm. We were really good. A lot of guys, Josh Vasquez, Montana, uh, Jordan Williams, went to Santa Clara now in Montana, uh, Lazar Neckage, LMU, James Keith, Stanford, uh, Antoine January committed to Illinois. He actually left right before that tournament and went and played with his with a different team. But uh, gosh, who else was on that team? Uh, Sean Harlson was playing football at UC Davis. Gian Westbrook, he committed to Colorado State. Ended up going to New Mexico State. Um, we were loaded, whatever, but we ended up winning that whole thing. Um, but it was cool, man. Really cool. It was a good experience for our guys. So You were very outspoken <clears throat> on social media during that time. And I think it's built your brand, and I, you were writing for the kids. Like, right? So as a hooper, I know that. People mm -hmm. get rubbed the wrong way oh, with that man. kind of stuff. What what is what's your purpose in doing that and letting people know? What what's in, in brand building, right? Now we're talking about the business, right? And yeah. there's something to it on social media. <clears throat> what is that? So early on, like around that time specifically, I was rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. And my count was out loud, but it was maybe like going at guys or whatever. Like I would literally say, like I remember we beat, I'm not gonna name the name. We beat a shoe circuit team. just like right before they shut down basketball for COVID. Mm. And they had took one of our best players, this team specifically. And now again, me and that director are like this now. Yep. We sit on the phone an hour and a half, two hours, right? But I remember I tweeted after the game, like I had on, I think a Tupac shirt and I don't know, I coached in like some vans or something crazy. And I just thought, like, we just popped so-and-so, you know, I had on a Tupac shirt, this and that, you know, just talking whatever. Instead of just saying, hey, you know, we got a good win against a respectable pro. Yeah. You know, I did that. I, I had to learn or whatever. Now I am, am outspoken mm -hmm. on Twitter, but not in a disrespectful way. Yeah. And a lot of it is really just me giving players game and parents game and yes. people game. You know what I mean? So now where did that maturity come from? Like, let's talk about that. <clears throat> was it? Was it? Did you have some accountability? People 
showing you that wasn't the way or did you just kind of learn from I it? Think, How that? You know, some people might say this. I remember, damn, who was it? I can't think it was an OG in this. Called me like multiple times. Like I think one time, oh, Don Lee Minor was OG in this. Yes. He's with, uh, I just seen him yesterday at uh, one of the events. But I like, think one time he called me, gave me game. You know, just different stuff like that. Like guys coming and just giving you game. I didn't really, I was younger and yeah. I was excited. I was young and excited. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily like, to go at that person, I was young and excited. I was excited for our kids, our program, yeah. myself. Every, we was excited. It was young and turnt. Yes. You know, so. <laughs> but now I kind of just figured out. And again, like, it might have been, like, relationships that I didn't have because of that. And then maybe once I had a conversation with the person, they're like, look, this is what it. And then I'm like, you're right. Now that I look at it this way, you know. <clears throat> but, um. I think just off experience and getting older and like, again, like Don Lee Minor calling me, hey, Jesus, yeah. you know, I get it, but, you know, <laughs> something like that, you know, or or Silver or Dino's, whoever, you yeah. know what I mean? Different people. Yeah, yeah some OGs looking out. Yeah, for just kind of just, you know, in a space. And then I think now, like again, we may count out loud or talk out loud, but it's not targeting guys or disrespecting guys. And you spit or, facts now. Yeah, and you it's giving facts. guys games. Yeah, yes. it's, a, it's a different thing now. You know, and, like, it's crazy because I used to compete with this program, that program, and now, like, I literally have relationships with a lot of the program directors, and I'm very close with these guys, Yeah, you know? And, like, even to the point they might want a player, and it might make more sense for them to go with that group, and i like, hey, I'm going to connect you with the parent or connect. This makes yeah. more sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like... It's stuff about the kids, like that, man. yeah, like you know. But I think just getting older and stuff. Yeah, know? no, I definitely saw that maturation. <clears throat> um, you know, I was just laughing at the tweets. My, yeah. like, I, it, was, it had nothing to do with impacting me. I'm like, yo, this dude, wow. And yeah. then, but seeing you mature and hearing, um, and seeing you on the sideline, I remember in those Cali Stars days, like you was turnt on the sideline, yeah, yeah. but uh -huh. you was you were riding for your players. Like that's why I was like, yo. At least he doing it. Some of these dudes just sitting down and not saying yeah. nothing. So I always respect that. And then now <clears> seeing you coach and just hearing about the SCA practices, what college coaches come and say about it, like, yo, <laughs> yo, they do it. You know what I mean? Like, like to see you just grow as a coach. It's like, man, that's why if people are getting better, I'm good. If you still mm -hmm. doing the same stuff five years from now, I don't even know if you'd be sitting in this chair, yeah. to be real. Like, but to see that growth. It's like, that's dope, man. And yeah. you are impacting these kids. Like, you changing their lives, man. Yeah. Like, so thank you, man. That's, yeah, no, you know, yeah. That's uh, beautiful what you've done for the game. So, um, Cali Stars. Okay, and so after Cali Stars, your next jump was SCA. Uh, did EHA come before SCA? Around no, it, the... it came after. Okay, so SCA. So you meet Travis. How does, <laughs> how does this come about? <laughs> What are you doing in these valley streets, man? Man, that's a crazy <laughs> story, too. Like, I had a kid. He he was leaving a prep school. I had to put him somewhere he wanted. To, I needed him just for his growth and maturity. It wasn't that the school did a bad job, and they were doing a good job. The kid just needed me there regularly where he can see me. You know what I mean? And I needed to put him somewhere like close to me um and this is crazy though so 
I didn't know Travis personally. I knew of him, obviously, you know, and I remember seeing posts and stuff like of the middle school piece that he was doing and it was going to turn into high school and all that. So randomly, I'm on the phone with Terrell Gomez, with Tigo, and I'm like, um, man, can you send me Travis' number? Because I knew he knew Travis. Can you send me Travis' number? He's like, I'm with Travis right now. We just got done working out. Wow. So we give Travis the phone. We talk. We go to Sports Rehab LA and meet in one of the – because the kid had treatment there. I was like, meet there. He comes with like an iPad or a laptop or something. Like, bro, you didn't, we don't need – let's just talk. You don't got to show me none of that. We can just be real. You know what I'm saying? So – and he's like that, though. I don't know if he didn't know if I was like that or whatever. So he's real. Mm-hmm. So we end up just sitting down talking for like an hour, just brainstorming, brainstorming. And then he's like, why don't you coach? Right? Because I was going to send the kid there. He's like, why don't you coach? Like, dang, maybe I should coach. <laughs> so then <clears throat> we, he ended up, we end up being partners, and I'm coaching. And this was during Corona during COVID, so we're recruiting all kind of like everybody on like through social media, like videos and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> there was only three kids that I saw live before. The first year, Section Seven, Jalen Weaver was playing with his color before he came to us. He was at a school in Colorado, just killing. I remember sitting there. I was sitting with uh with Bobby Hurley at Arizona State watching him play. They had a ton of coaches there, but we was just sitting there. They were playing so hard, and he was just killing. Saw him live. That was a year prior. And then Jalen Thompson. So Jalen Weaver's at Fresno State now. But Jalen Thompson, who's at Stanford, and Oziah Sellers, who's at USC, they came, like, for a visit. I worked them out. And I'll never forget that call, man. Jalen Thompson, was he was nationally ranked. So we got an actually ranked player. He was a junior. Called me. He was like, hey, coach, I decided, you know, something like I want to come play for you. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was so happy because he was like the right kid for us. Like, just like he just met our culture, good family. And then Oziah Sellers was his best friend who's at USC now. Called, committed. Mm. I couldn't believe it. So we started. We got those three guys. Then we added Yaru Harvey, who's from NorCal. He ended up going to Portland. Skyler Wilson, who played AAU with Jalen Weaver. They were uh, Billups at the time. And he ended up at Portland, committed to us. <clears throat> then we got a kid, Kingsley Ajioma. He committed to us. He's at uh, Sam Houston State. Uh, Drayshon Doyne. He ended up going to Central Arkansas. Then Anthony Swift came to us because they, I think they end up not playing basketball in Nevada. Yeah. So connected with him, he ended up coming as he went to Southern Utah. And then uh, Ben Schulzberg ended up coming to us. We ended up at Creighton, who's now at Santa Barbara because it was during Corona as well. Yeah, so that was our first roster. Man. And then... From there was a rap. <laughs> yeah. From there was a rap. It's it's crazy how things come together and dots are connected through relationships, like you said. Like 
you call Terrell. Terrell is with Travis. Yeah. You meet him and <clears throat> we know Travis. Travis, um, he's very particular about who he work with. And mm-hmm. so for him to know right away in the first conversation with you, you know, that and what you guys have done since then is just amazing. But it's a testament to all the work you put in before. All the groundwork, all the camps, Cali stars, everything that you've done is a testament to what SoCal is today. Um, and what <clears throat> what was what was the next step? How do you improve something that turned out really great in the first year, right? Like like you said, you were yeah. mind blown with the commitment you got with, with Jalen yeah. being the first one and then it doing so well. You guys yeah. nationally ranked that first year. Yeah. So and, we you know, nationally ranked last three years we've had I think forty guys go division one. That's more than anyone in the country. I, I think any high school or prep school, I mean that's crazy number. Yes. Right? That's on average, you know, 13, 14 guys, Division One a year, right? And that's in three years. That's like 39 or 40. Um, but, man, honestly, and, like, guys will give me credit, whatever. You know, we did a good job, whatever. But I had a great staff, bro. Like, I remember, like, just getting out on the road and just recruiting. We would go to every EYBL session and just recruit, 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 you know, and my assistant at the time, he's in college now coaching, but my assistant at the time, he would bring his laptop. We would literally do PowerPoints. Like kids would be playing after games and we would find somewhere in the gym, their parent or whatever, pull up the PowerPoint. I mean, we was thirsty, thirsty. You know, and but you all you could do is really respect. But I had a great staff that was committed to it, and we would just get out and recruit, recruit, recruit. We'll catch wind. Hey, I heard this kid's looking to move. Boom, and we get on that. I've I've a question about that because you know, being in the more traditional high school space, right, rather than the national prep school, the recruitment of these kids to go to prep schools. You know, you being the director of a program that does that, and having relationships with high school coaches as well, um, you know, do you see the, that, that's a, you know, what's your thoughts on it? Like you said, Hey man, I'm just going to go get this kid. Cause I want to give him a better yeah. opportunity. Like what it, where's the, um, we talked about it earlier, the, uh, you know, I guess the respect you, factor, yeah, ethical, and, unethical, yes, yes, and ethical like not burning relationships. Yes. Um, <clears throat> that's a man, that's a tough question. So, in LA, obviously this is the space I'm in. I live here. You know, some of these coaches I've known as kids. Some of these coaches, they've kids play AAU with me. I have relationship with these guys. These guys play in my events. It's different stuff, right? So LA is hard for me to recruit at. Yeah. Because the things I just mentioned. Now, this is the part where it gets tricky. Sometimes a lot of these kids. I did heavy lifting with. They played AAU with me in middle school. I trained them in middle school. I've known their family since elementary school, whatever. Then they go off to the high school and I want them to come play for me. Yeah. That's the part where it gets hard at. And sometimes it's even been situations where I told the kid, this is before I had a prep school, hey, this is the best situation for you. You should go to this school. I build the prep school, and now I'm trying to double back and get the guy to come play for me. That's the part that 
makes it hard. And I feel like the high school coach should be understanding to that and understand where I'm coming from in that. Yeah. And again, I'm not going to name names or whatever because these are dudes that I respect and I want to have good relationships with. And some of them do maybe understand. But that's the part that makes it hard, yeah. right? Because it's like I'm doing the heavy lifting. I bring them to you. Now I have this opportunity for them. And now it's kind of like, are you going to get that this opportunity may be better? Or at least we think it may be better, whatever, you know? And that's not saying that this guy's not doing a good job or this guy's not doing a good job, whatever. Yeah. But we think this is a better opportunity. I have an existing relationship. I actually did more heavy lifting than you did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is just the truth. And now you're upset because I want the guy that I did heavy lifting with to come play with me. Yeah. And I've been in that situation. That makes it hard. What's, the, com what's the communication like with that coach? I think that's the part. Man. Where, um, you know, like, tell Yeah, hey. so there's been, there's been uh, coaches that I've had talks with. Mm -hmm. And then there's been coaches that I, not coaches, maybe one or two guys that I haven't at that talk when I wish I could and maybe just not the right time or maybe I feel like maybe they won't be receptive to it or whatever, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes if yeah. the guy's not understanding. Then there's been situations where the kid may want to come yeah. here and I'm like, bro, I can't do it. Hmm. Like, that's happened. Wow. And see, people don't even know that that's happened where a kid will be like, man, I want to come there to parent. Like, hey, what's going on with this? I'm like, bro, I can't do it. I can't do it to that coach. That's happened too where I'm like, man, hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, and I want guys to feel like, like I said, I do AAU teams. Like, I don't want, if guys come play AAU with me, you're going back to your high school. You're not going to come play AAU here, turn on your coach. Right. He put them with me. With me. Like, I don't get out like that. You know, um, now, that's why you see most of our roster is out-of-state guys. I don't have relationships with those guys. Not all. I mean, I have relationships with a lot of out-of-state guys, but I may not have relationship with that coach. This is just a way better opportunity. You're 6'5". You're the tallest kid on your team. You're playing against guys in practice every day who have no chance of going to college. How does this not make logical sense? Yes. Your coach, if he cares about you, should be congratulating you for the opportunity yes. and we should be able to work together on it yep. and if maybe it's about I, the kid yeah and maybe i you know what I, I i almost slipped and said maybe i feel like that because i'm on this side but i've been on that side before yeah like right now there's times where it may not make sense for them to play aau with me mm. hey you need to go this makes sense for you to go play eybl yeah best platform is cracking this is a better opportunity for you specifically right yes Maybe it's not always the case, but for that person specifically, go play with this EYBL team. It makes more sense for you. I think that's then, what it's about. The two, if we're looking at what's <clears throat> best for the kid, you as a prep school coach and a, a, a traditional high school coach, it's like, yo, this was best for the kid. I'm gonna tell you, it's just it's real. Dusty Stromer. I had Dusty Stromer from eight, nine years old, all the way up to like his. He was playing with me maybe till his freshman, sophomore year. I did heavy lifting. And I'm still like, I'm, me and the dad, Eric, like this. Like yep. the kid, like it's like family, literally. Yep. You know? Like I cannot talk to them for three months and we 
see each other hug is exciting. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But that's a prime example. Like, he had an opportunity to go play. I was, you referred him to core. Yes. <laughs> so, thank you. Like, yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, he had an opportunity to go play EYB. And it was some high-level teams recruiting him that do a good job. And it made sense for him to go play on that platform. Yep. Exactly. And he, he was getting offers with us. He was getting all this attention, whatever. But it made sense for him specifically yes. to go do this. And we sent him there. So I almost slipped up and said, oh, I, I'm on this side. Maybe I can't understand. No, I sh we should all understand. We're of age. Yes. You know it's a better opportunity for the kid. If you care about the kid, then put him in a better situation. It's just real simple. Yeah, I think that balance comes from the coach <clears> understanding <throat> and then the communication from your end and them understanding who you are and what y'all really do. I think it's a, um, you know, some people think because of, the, the prep school and how it feels like the Wild Wild West, even though it has to be super organized for, to play the schedule y'all play, to get all the colleges in, to make sure they transcripts is right. Like the things that y'all do, a school has support for. You were actually doing all of that. that and part. so I think the understanding of what y'all actually do and what you guys are looking out for, um, if the coaches understand that more, they'll be more accepting. And then the communication from your end would always be great you know what i mean like hey yeah this kid wants to go here let's talk about it and this is it's, at the end of the day coaches it's the parents choice it's the parents choice yeah. the parents got to choose this so it ain't like you're stealing them no if you got them to go to your school it's because the parents decided that you know yeah. beef with you at the end of the day too that that's another part like that's kind of like you go out to the club you have a girl she leave you to go with another dude. She chose up. I'm not going to get mad at the girl. I mean, I'm not going to get mad, mad at the dude. dude. Right. The girl made that decision. I'm not, to keep it honest, I'm not even going to get mad at the girl. That's on you. Yeah. But like, that's the same thing of like the basketball space. Like, if this kid doesn't play basketball, that's still his parents. Yep. Like, the, the parents are the real heavy lifters. And you're getting mad. Like, they make that decision. That's their kid. If they feel like that's the best situation, that's what it is. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like, when you do, when you don't, and this is game from Ryan Silver, when you aren't sour, when you lose a player or whatever, you just keep it cool. Okay, man, good luck, man. You know, this and that. Keep it cool with the program he goes through. Keep it cool with that kid made that decision. The parent made that decision. That's it. <clears throat> Long term, keeping it cool will pay off. Yes. Being sour and being a hater and being a sore loser or whatever, it never works out. It never works out. You trying to get your little point across and have an attitude early, it's never going to work out. You know, so. Um, but, yeah, it is a little hard, like, trying to keep yeah. it. Right, but I think I've done a pretty good job of it. I haven't really burned relationships or whatever. Like I said, some guys may f have felt a certain type of way, but for the most part, I think I've kept it pretty clean. Yeah, you know, no, for sure. I, I, I think it just, I think it needs to be talked about because nobody gets to hear your side, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you in the gym and you talking to these people. But I think Southern California needs to hear, and because my thing is this, man, we have way too much talent for us not to have an elite prep school team playing at a very high level like this it's crazy that you have to go to other states 
and represent SoCal Academy mm-hmm. to the rest of the to the rest of the world. You know. Yeah, and that that's another piece to it. I feel like we don't have like to me for us to do this in LA. Like it should be more like guys should be coming together and like man, this is like LA SoCal like. We don't have that. Like, yeah. guys just, like, I feel like that's, like, guys support it because they got to support it. Hmm. Like, we have players. That's, I feel like that's more of the reason why they're, like, you got to support it. Yeah. Like, we went to the point, it's like, where politics or nothing, you can't, it's undeniable. We have players, we're doing a good job, our guys are going to college. You can't hate on it, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but that was, like, we, we, but like I said, like kind of just broke the door down. Like it wasn't like just genuine like people support. That's how I feel about it, you know. And that's strange to me. Yeah. Like we haven't had like we've had something like this in our city similar. Maybe it wasn't as popular because there wasn't the social media and all that. But Stonebridge Prep mm. was, I mean, elite, right? Yeah. But um, we had something like that in LA, but. Now, with again, we have this in L.A. and, like, we have the social media and stuff, so that's why it's become popular or whatever. But I've, like, what you said, like, it's just strange. Like, why are we not, like... Well, you got to earn your respect, right? You know? you know what I'm saying? You got literally seemed like it came out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. It was a middle school space, and then, boom, you have a high school team with eight, nine Division One commits. Mm-hmm. People, what what's going on? Because people think that... Most of the time, right? Something that is successful quick, they don't think it lasts. They think it's yeah, yes. And yeah. I, I don't think people knew who you were and your influence in this community, mm-hmm. right? And people don't know who Tra- Travis stays out of the light, but Travis has one of the craziest business minds I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. And so that power together leads to the success you're still having. And you hit it on the nail, like me and tra- like. Without Travis, this doesn't get done. Without me, it doesn't get done. Like, we come together and, like, that's just a prime example of, like, if guys come together, like, you can build, like, things that are special. You know what I mean? You can, you're going to have disagreements. Right. That's going to happen. Like, you're going to have disagreements, but you can build something special. I forgot to hit on one piece on the recruiting. Yeah. A lot of times I catch myself trying to be a nice guy, <laughs> and I'll hear a kid is leaving. But because I don't want to, like, disrespect their situation, I won't reach out to the kid or the family. And then I end up losing. The kid ends up leaving, like I thought, and going somewhere else. And I'm sitting here trying to be a nice guy or whatever, you know. So sometimes that happens, too, (laughs) where, you know, we end up, like, on my side, we end up trying to be so, you know, nice or whatever. You end up losing the guy. Yeah. You know, so you miss a hundred hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So Uh, (laughs) there you can go. (laughs) Shoot the shot. Um, thank you, man. Thank you for, for being transparent about all that, man. It's a, it's a appreciated because, um, I think people have a misconception, right. Of what you're really doing and what you're trying to do and how it impacts this whole Southern basket, Southern California basketball community. So, um, I think that clarity of help and I hope the coaches are hearing that man. ultimately this is about these kids. And so let's, really let's, is. let's have good relationships so we can just continue to build because regardless of how good SoCal Acad is, the Mission League still one of the top high school leagues in the country. You still getting dudes. It's not like we have that much abundance of talent. We have the most players in the NBA. It's it's easy. 
<laughs> we are the Mecca of basketball. Keon Kendrick was on here the other week. Same thing. Like, we are the Mecca. L.A. Forget the mother places. Oh, but, uh, I forget. Keon game. Got real game. That's, yes. oh, that's no, another an person. Yeah, yeah, that's another dude. Like, he don't have no hate in him at all. None. He going to call you, give you game, like, support you. Like, I rock with him. Like, that's a real OG yes. to me. Like, you see young dudes coming up and you're hating. Hmm. Or you're hating. Instead of, even like, it's, it's dudes right now, like, young guys getting in the game. They may do something that, hey, that don't look cool, that don't, that don't make sense. You should probably, I'll just call them and tell them. I don't end up not being cool with them or hating on right. them or talking. I'll just give them game. Like, hey, if I were you, off experience, I wouldn't do X, Y, Z. But Keon, OG, for yeah. sure. When people realize you're in competition with yourself and not with other people, then we all win because it's, it's just an abundance of opportunity and we can all reach our goals and still have this competitive spirit versus one another. But the competition is with yourself to be great. Y'all mm -hmm. focus on you. You only focus on what these other programs are doing. Like yeah. you said, you did it your way. You went to every session. You had your PowerPoint on the spot. You wasn't trying to plan no me. Nah, you're going to get this work right yeah. here. And understand and and continue to build. Um, so SoCal has <clears throat> grown, right? It's you guys are getting high level players, um, nationally ranked, uh, going on the grind circuit. Um, this year, you guys invited to um, uh, over to OTE mm -hmm. league and all that. <clears throat> What's that experience like, man? Just <laughs> jumping over to a pro level league with your players. Sheesh, man. When I tell you the plat, like that platform, elite. From like just the media coverage, obviously the marketing, the branding of the league. But really, the other two things that I'll say is three. The environment is crazy. Environment is crazy. Like pack sold out. Like, right. you don't know who's going to show up. Floor seat, it's crazy, right? Crazy. Um, but the other two things is the organization of the league. Like, when I tell you how sharp they are, like, with everything they do, like, just everything is just sharp. Like, they'll bring, like, they, they'll bring you in just for, like, you'll meet, they'll all fly to Atlanta, all the coaches, just to talk about the rules, how many timeouts, should we do this? Should we do that? And like, just organize. They prep you for everything. Super organized. But the biggest thing is the competition is insane. There's top 50 guys, top 100 guys in the country, high major guys that are playing 12 minutes a game. It's like crazy. Dang. Like the competition is unreal. It's physical. It's fast. You have to think on the fly. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. How'd you guys adjust playing in that for the first time? <clears throat> uh, well, we're going to see how we adjust when, the next time we right, go right, out right, there okay, yeah, yeah, in yeah. January. I but introduced to it, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, we did good considering, like, it being new for us. Mm -hmm. You know, we left points on the board and gave guys points just from some of the, there's a couple different rules, nothing crazy, but a couple different rules that our guys weren't used to. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, but it's helped us in our regular prep school and high school schedule. Yep. So it's, you know, increased our physicality, our ability to think on the fly, 
Um, it has increased our ability to think and compete at the same time. It increased our ability to be able to not get so emotional, mm. right, from our coaches to our players. Like, mm. because the league is just, it's loud. It's crazy. It's crazy. So the development that we've made, like, and some guys may, you know, they may go into the league and complain about this, that. For me, I'm looking at it like, hey, we're getting better. Yeah. Like, we're getting better. And, like, and if you saw it, like, we just played in Tarkanian in Vegas and, he looked really, really, really good. Sorry. And one of our top guys was out for a concussion. You yeah. know, and we felt it the first game, right? Like not having his length and measurements and shooting ability out there. But we, we adjusted from there. And then those next two games, like we felt it. Like our energy, everything was different. Mm. You know, so it's been really good, man. And our guys like it. It's a good experience because we get to do both. Yeah, We play in the OT league. And we don't play as our teammate, we play as Rolling Loud, which is like the event, yeah. you know, people like the concerts or whatever, but we play as them. And then outside of it, we play our regular prep school, high school schedule, SoCal yeah. Academy. So, man, it's the best thing, bro. Like, our guys get to get the best of both worlds, you That's know. Dope. So it's really, really, really cool. That's dope. Super dope. Um, <clears throat> so what can we look forward to with SoCal just for the rest of this season and even moving forward, you know, just um, – if you give an outlook, man, right now we're eight and one, and we have we lost one game by I think like two or three points. We have not counting OT, I think we have like maybe ten games in January. So hopefully we go to February one as eighteen and one. Yeah. Um, but outside of winning games. Really just continue to get better, make noise, and kind of just, you know, keep doing our thing. But long term, just keep building, building, um, increasing the numbers of guys that go to college. I mean, this year we have <clears throat> Nas Cunningham's going to Alabama, Larry Johnson to Creighton, Miles Goodman to Penn State, Dom Stewart to Penn State, um, Dale Jones to Clemson. AJ Economo to Hawaii, Micah Ballou to Portland, uh, Michael Oaks to Incarnate Word. Why do I always do this? Why am I forgetting? I know there's more. I gotta check. No, I would please. I don't wanna look let's, crazy. Nope, let's not. Um, That's good. You gotta go to your list. That means you got a lot. Yeah, who else do <laughs> you got going this year? We got a couple guys that haven't made uh, decisions yet, but. Everybody. Yeah, I guess that's everybody right now. I think we have eight committed so far. Yep. Hope I'm not missing anybody. But there'll be like another like four or five guys that'll commit. Yeah. Um I and then this. The real real quick commercial break in between is because I think this is good for high school coaches, regardless of where they operate at, man. How do you get the gym full of all them college coaches, man? I know you have talent, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's more to it than just that. Relationships. And they trust my judgment. Mm. Like, I think we've developed a culture and identity. So when you recruit a kid from our program, if you look at college now, most of our guys are playing right away. They're starting as freshmen, starting as sophomores are playing. It's a few of them that aren't playing a ton. But even those couple that aren't playing a ton, 
their coach is not trying to get rid of them. There's a plan for them. Right. Um, but I think just the trust and the judgment and the relationships I have with guys like, you know, I've, I've built over the years, you know, between assistant coaches and head coaches or assistants turn head. Um, I mean, we have two guys coaching in college now that were on our staff. Yeah. You know, one's at UCLA, one's at High Point. Wow. So just the relationships and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, our, our practices are insane. You think you're at, like, a live period. Like, yeah, our practices sometimes look like Peach Jam. Like, just the amount of, of, of colleges in the gym recruiting. Yeah. It's, it's insane special. <laughs> special. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. You were going to say something else about just uh, the commitment, four or five more guys. Um, yeah, yeah. We year. have four or five guys that maybe even more than that that will commit, I'm sure, soon um, to a spot. So that are still available. But, uh, but yeah. No. And then the, um, this last space, because I, I, this is separate from the coaching and the team building, is the, um, the EHA circuit. And, um, you know, making a splash into the event space to for independent teams. Um, I know I'm sure the motivation was the Cali Stars and mm -hmm. what you've done. Um, you know, what's, what's the process and like, in building that? And what's the projection of that? You know, yeah, so EHA stands for Elite Hoops Association. The reason why I decided to do it was obviously we've, you know, done a pretty good job on the on the independent side. And I, and I think there's several other good independent programs. But our issue we have is first, we're independent. So typically from top to bottom, we're not getting the best of the best. We may be top heavy. Or whatever, we may get, you know, three or four guys and the rest of the guys are decent, you know, compared when you look at the bigger scale, right? When yep. you compare it to, like, EYBL is the it, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they're getting high, high-level dudes, yes. right? And then you have three SSB, they get high-level dudes. Under Armour's getting high-level dudes. So you have those shoe circuits, right? And then you have a hundred different independent events. Makes no sense for the independent teams, because now we're already watered down, right? Because we don't have, we're not getting the best talent top to bottom. That's just the truth of it. Yep. They're going to play shoe circuit. So now you have a spread out. How does that make sense? So each team, not even each team, you might have one tournament that has 10 division one players. Then another tournament may have three division one players. Then one tournament may have two division one players. <laughs> and now you're, you're, we're already watered down and now we're spread out. Makes no sense. So I said, why don't we all come together and be in the same spot and make it easier for college coaches? College coaches now, now you're going against the portal, all this type. So you hear it, right? The Kobe mm -hmm. year, this, that. They're already spread out. Yeah. It's hard for them. You get three days. I think a college coach is going to fly somewhere across the country for four hours to go watch one, one player. Yeah. And miss out. He could go sit at the EYBL and see 400 players. Doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So now you can say, hey, they got three days. Hey, you know what? On this Friday, I'm going to spend, you know, my time at, you know, the EHA and go watch all the top independent guys. They're going to have 75 Division One players. And then I may spend Saturday, half a Sunday, right? And then the West Coast schools, they come back. So, hey, on this, I do EYBL Friday, Saturday. I may leave from the East Coast on Sunday morning. We're three hours ahead. I can get to Juvie's event, you know, by 11 a.m. and go watch 
the 100 plus whatever yeah. guys there. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, different stuff like that. You might get a guy, hey, we're going to go sit in at Nike here Friday. We're targeting this one guy at Julius's event, right, at EHA. I'm going to go sit in on his game, show face. We'll go, you know, too deep or whatever and go fly back and finish up. You know what I mean? So now we're not spread out. So I partnered with John with Cali Rebels. And then uh, we created the EHA. And then there were, like, Prince, he does aces, but he does a good job on the events side as well. He joined with us and decided to build that platform. And I just start calling all the different independent teams. And what happened was I ended up working for them, just like I worked for my guys, right? So I'm calling coaches, hey, Cali Rebels got this dude. Hey, Mm -hmm. Team Inland got this dude. Players Play got this guy. You know, Arsenal got this dude, right? They're calling KP at Arsenal. He's helping our guys get recruited. Hey, you guys need a big eight. Cali Stars got this guy. And now we're all working together. Yep. Instead of against each other or separate and spread out, because we already we're not gonna have more talent than the shoe circuits. Yeah. EYBL is the best of the best. Let's just call it what it is. It makes the sense. truth. So if we can all come together, now we can have something close to some of these shoe circuits. I'm gonna be real with you. Some some of our events have had more coaches and maybe better players you know, than some of these shoe circuits, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the year and the s- spring, some whatever, Right. you know, so. Not the number of independent players is right. I think it's in line with EYBL mm-hmm. of how many players they actually get to college, <clears throat> Division One colleges every year. The yeah, percentage so wise, I so. just thought, just like, man, man we, <clears throat> you know, put this thing under one roof, get everybody together, and we kind of just help each other and work for each other. And that's what we did. Again, back to relationships. It's not together. because you were selfish and trying to make money, Julius. <laughs> like, nah. you out here uh-huh. working, man. <laughs> you know? So no, that's man, really it's, what it it's, it's so interesting, man, to, what people will come up with, right, without talking to somebody and understanding what the big picture is. And, man, your heart for kids and, and getting them to the next level is what it's about, man. That's what mm-hmm. all of us should be about. Um, I, just, I, I can't reiterate that enough because... Regardless of how you do it, you do it for the right reason at the end of the day. I, I'm sure you've had opportunities to go make more money because of all these opportunities, mm-hmm. for sure. And so um, I just want people to hear that and see what, what the real is, man. Um, man, we're going to go to the next segment of the show. Uh, my Rushmore, okay? So we're going to go <clears throat> Mount Rushmore, your top four, not in any particular order. We're going to talk about your top four most talented players ever. Mm-hmm. Probably talking about NBA players. Unless you know somebody out of the NBA that has more talent that didn't make it. But top four talented players ever. Who you got? This is not in order. You have to throw Tracy McGrady on there. Have to. Am I saying why each player? Sure. Absolutely. Tracy McGrady, size for position. Mm. Like elite size for position can play multiple positions, can guard multiple positions, elite shooting ability off the catch and bounce, elite athlete, elite measurements. (laughs) I can go on all day. You can play them out of ball screens. 
He can screen and pop. He can play out a ghost like elite. Put the ball in his hands, late shot clock. One of the best basketball players we ever seen. Yeah. Crazy thing, I was playing at a tournament in Houston, Marcus Sloan's event. I don't I think the last time I asked somebody to take a picture, I was a kid, it was like David Beckham or something. That might have been the only other person. Mm. No, 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 I'm wrong. I took a picture with Tracy McGrady at this event. The other person, other time I took a picture of than David Beckham was with Tracy McGrady when I was in high school or middle school, one of the two. Yeah, he was doing like an Adidas <laughs> commercial. Yep. Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant, obviously. He does all those things I just mentioned with him, but he has something that most humans don't have, which is just like, I think I just seen uh, my guy talking about this. Uh, with the Warriors, he was just talking about Mamba mentality. Like yeah, yeah. Bob was talking about that. Bob thing. Myers, yeah. Mamba mentality is for Kobe. Doesn't exist to anyone else. Mm. Like he said, like you can be competitive, you can be focused, you can be locked in, you can be a hard worker. We've never seen nothing like that. Right. That's like strange. Yeah. You know what I mean? Elite, right? So he can do all those things. But Kobe Bryant, and he's an elite defender. And re he literally does anything you want him to do. Yeah. At any moment. Sprained ankle, hurt finger. He's going to, if you need 20 rebounds, he's going to go get 20 rebounds. But Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady. Now it gets interesting. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> LeBron James. So here's the thing. Yes. I almost, LeBron James is, dang, should I say this? LeBron James is the best player to ever play basketball. Yes. I'm in agreement with you. And the reason why I say should I say this is because I go back and forth with the Kobe thing. And the only reason why I can't say the Jordan thing because I didn't grow up watching Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, I just know his legacy and I can just kind of, like, analyze the games that I've watched re-back, replay. Yeah. But LeBron James, obviously, like, his IQ, feel for the game, like... And people, and this is how you know he's ridiculous. Like, how old is he now? A 39 today. Like, people are Come judging on. him now. You're judging a 39-year-old <laughs> playing in a league with 21-year-olds. Huh? That's how good you know he is. Yeah. Because think about that. Jordan, and again, everybody's different, whatever, but Jordan came back. When did he come back? When he was with the Wizards. And he made the All-Star game. Yeah, 36. Guys weren't j judging Jordan Nah. During that time he was playing, they were just like, dang, oh, he's, he's scoring 20. Dang, yeah. dang, dang. Like, <laughs> it was more of like a farewell respect to him. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like, oh, that's unk. LeBron is 39 or 38, whatever. You're not looking at him as unk. You're looking at him as that's com your competitor. Yeah. 25, 7, and 7 still. Like, at the age of unk. And, yeah, you and know what I mean? The, you see, I mean, and that's not disrespect to Jordan. Jordan's he, uh, right. one of the but best. But no, he. Ever. But you, when he came back at that age, he was not. He's a shell of himself. <clears throat> yeah, it was and, different. And LeBron is running faster and harder than you've seen him do his whole yeah. career. So we got to go LeBron in there. All right. So LeBron, who's your last most talented? Yeah, talented. So hard to say. Remember, we're saying talented. Talented. Basketball talent. And that's why it's kind of hard for me to throw fives in there. 
right? Yep. But there is a five that that we might have I, to throw in there. But <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. The, so you can you could give a runner up. Who would be your five? How about that? Who would be the five? That I'm talking about is Jokic. Oh, whoa. That's interesting. I didn't even think I was I was thinking Hakeem, but okay. And this is why Hakeem, elite talent, and I'm not saying you have to be able to shoot threes. But that if act. you're, I'm not saying you have to be able to shoot threes to be considered talented. But adding a five man that can initiate offense and space the floor and think with the ball at the top of the key and like, yeah. that's the thing, yeah. right? I think the Hakeem and Jokic thing is kind of like the Jordan Kobe thing, like. You have, I know I'm going off topic from the four, but. No, you good. We were talking but about Hakeem, right, like was like, you know, he was the foundation, mm-hmm. right? And then you have Jokic. He just took it to another level, right? Just the footwork, all the stuff, right? And that, that's like the Jordan Kobe thing. Yeah. Like you had Jordan, the foundation, and then Kobe just. Took it to another level. Whoa, yeah. But that fourth, you probably got to say Penny Hardaway. Mm. You got to say Penny. Grand Hill, maybe. I, I think you got to say Penny. Penny. Penny could be. That See, Penny. the thing that makes it hard in that era, because, and I'm not a big analytic person. Damn, Steph. <laughs> you leaving people out, you feeling it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big analytic guy, so I don't know what. The percentages were of penny shooting and all that threes, but I know he got game. No, because we're talking about when you say talent, I'm thinking raw. Yeah, just pull up hoop to the gym. Ability. Yeah, come to the gym and hoop. Yep. Penny, Steph. Because my four is going to be way, it's going to be the same but different. It's going to be interesting because the way you see raw talent, if we talk about uh, raw talent, but I, you can't argue with the people you're saying. Yeah, because I think that fourth. You can go I, Allen Iverson. Oh, come on. You're going to take away people? I might want those. Uh, so you got your four. Uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. He might need two mountains <laughs> over here. Two Mount Rushmore. So Who you got? My four most talented, I have I have T-Mac. So, I agree with T-Mac. If he did not get injured, we were talking about him and Kobe until he hit the back, the back injuries. So he forgets somebody else. <laughs> so T Mac. I hope you name him. Okay. Number two for me is Kyrie Irving. We are talking raw talent. I don't think there's anybody. Yo, I gotta say something right quick. Go ahead. <laughs> I was trained this when Jordan Hamilton was on the Clippers. I've never seen a human do something like this to other NBA players. Like, so I'm training Jordan Hamilton on the Clippers. We always used to get there an hour early because they would do open gym. This dude, Kyrie, came in. I don't even know if he stretched. He for sure tied his shoes. And then he levitated. And then Bro, he this dude literally was making NBA players look like little kids. And the players that were on that court with him, there was NBA all-stars on the court. And this was like, like I said, Jordan Hamilton was with the Clippers. This was a while ago. He made them look like little kids. I can't, and I saw it. Like in person, where I'm right there, and I can't believe I forgot to name him. But yeah, no, he is ridiculous, bro. Raw talent. That's unbelievable the stuff he does. Yeah, no, he's most skilled and 
raw talent. So then I got actually Jamal Crawford, the person who has never done real skills training. He's just hooped. And you're talking about this raw talent, the things he does, he's made up literally moves. He's made up moves. You cannot guard this man. Yeah. So I'm talking like just if that man was born a hooper, he was born a hooper. So Jamal Crawford. And my last one is LeBron. Um, whole package, man. See the floor, could fly, IQ, and just like talent. I, I don't look at LeBron today. I go look at high school LeBron for that. In high school, like he was, <laughs> like how do you do some of the stuff you're doing on the court? And as a teenager, as a 17 year old, 16, 17 year old is wild. And he's still doing it. There's a clip of him. They just played the Knicks. And there was a tip ball situation. And he's like, he recognizes Jalen Brunson standing next to him. He moves, uh, what's his name? AK uh, or AR-15. Hey, come on this side of him. Goes over standing next to Josh Harrelson because he knows he's going to beat him in a foot race to go get a dunk right off the tip from AD. Planned it off. Like in five seconds. Like just little stuff like yeah. that, man. Natural ability for basketball. <clears throat> so... Those are my four, man. I'm gonna tell you, we're runners both up. we're both disrespectful. Well, we can name some runner-ups. No, 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 no. no I, we're both disrespectful. Magic. I can't believe we for we forgot this person, Kevin Durant. Ooh, we are seven foot, Dang. handle jumper, hezzy pull-ups to the rim, second level pull-ups. Most disrespectful Mount Rushmore day ever, KD. That's my four. Who you? Who you? Oh, so who you replacing? That fourth that was like kind of hanging. <laughs> okay. Like I said it's uh, whatever. LeBron, so you, Kobe, T Mac, KD. KD. Dang. So I, I would replace uh, raw talent. Yeah, I'm replacing. I'm replacing Jamal Crawford with KD. Then you're right. He just Steph, and so Steph is an interesting one because I don't know if Steph had raw talent. I believe he's worked for everything he's gotten. And that's why it took yeah, him so that, late yeah, to Yeah, that's, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, he mm -hmm. had to adjust his shot in high school. Yeah. He got his handles, like, his first couple years yeah. in the league, and he's created himself. So He's definitely, if you could say, the four biggest overachievers. Oh, man. Him and Allen Iverson, you can put uh, yeah. those two for sure. It all comes to mindset. Uh, like you said, nobody got the mama mentality, but those dudes mentally are in a different space than half the plan. We were talking about it earlier. NBA superstars are some of the most intelligent, high IQ people in the world to do what they do. And people don't understand. They think they're just like, oh, they're just athletes. Yeah, LeBron so. is brilliant. Like, these dudes are mentally on a different level. Yeah. So um, This is where we flip the script. You become the interviewer. This is the uh, Elevate Your Game with Julius V show. I'm your guest. Two questions for me. <laughs> Anything in the world? Damn. Um, Two questions. Oh, what's, what's your plans the next 10 years? Like, I I, I, I never saw the podcast coming. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I've seen, obviously, you did the training, all of that stuff, the core, mm. coaching in high school. I didn't plan for the podcast. Yeah. What's next in the next 10 years? So I didn't plan for the podcast like this either. It just happened, and it popped off. And I love organic stuff. Core was organic. Mm. You know, Johnny wanted to do homeschool and train. I created the program, right? Um, 
most of those kids were playing with you at that time too. So I don't even, like yeah, that connection was there. Like that's what I'm saying. Like when I started this game, you were like doing it. And so um, next ten years, <clears throat> scaling core, whatever that means, I, we have such a unique business model that um, it's going to take some very unique situations to scale it. And so whatever that means, if it's you know more campuses, more opportunities, if it's um, growing where we're at and uh, making it uh, the most exceptional middle school program, like whatever we're doing to help kids. Um, me personally, a lot of consulting, <clears throat> like I love this space, man. I mm. love highlighting other people. And you've been talking about it all day. It's like, I'm getting game. I'm getting game from everybody from the, you know, uh, open division state champion coach, prep school, like y'all running stuff in prep school. Like I'm getting game. So using this information to help other people. And so consulting, whatever that looks like, if it's a prep school program, if it's a shoe company, if whatever it is, all the knowledge I have being able to bless others with it to grow, grow knowledge in the, in this game. And with this media stuff, man, I'm really enjoying this. So I got some, some things in the work, more content. Um, ultimately want to, want to do something, something big with this. Um, I'm not going to mention it yet because it's still, it's still, a. You know, God's still giving it to me slow. And so mm -hmm. I want to um, make sure it's the right time to do it. But take take this uh, vehicle that we're using to highlight other people to the next level, mm -hmm. essentially. And so and uh, I want to coach again. I mean, that might be coming soon. I want to I want to coach. And I think that's like the, head coach. Oh, yeah. Like I want to get back. Really? On the you might jump on man. the sideline. Huh? I might jump on the sideline, man. And um, I'll probably start with some AAU, something like and, and get my feet back out there. But. I think it's the natural de development of a player developer is to become a coach. If you're a player developer in the right way, you're going to want to coach eventually. Yeah, 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 for sure. And so, um, want to coach, and that's that's kind of like my retirement. Like, this business stuff, I'm going to do this business stuff, and it's going to pay for my life, but I want to retire like Harvey Katani, man. You know what I mean? Like, go get me a nice little private school and still do what I love. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yep, yep. Starting five. Ever point guard, you gotta have point guard, shooting guard, wing, four man, and five man. So traditional positions. Like, yeah, like when you say power forward, Ooh. think, think okay. Dirk, Chris Webber, KG. You count Steph as a point guard. Or you can play guard. him at the point. Okay. Um, I'll say my five after you. Yes. Oh. My center. probably Jokic it's probably Jokic at this point just like you said man his ability to make others around him better and still get triple doubles is wild um, and he's just smart my four man I'm putting KD at my four because his ability to play defense on multiple positions and be a rim protector but also give me the offensive power my three man putting Clay Thompson at my three because I need a shooter. And you're talking about a starting five. I'm trying to win games. I'm not talking about the best ever. Now Clay is my dog. That's <laughs> Clay, to me, is one of the best, like, shooting-wise and his defensive ability. And every little thing he does, like, that man is a complete basketball player. And people, oh, he's just a shooter. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. If, you don't, if, you, if you watch hoop, you would know, Clay. 
Um, I'm putting Steph at my two. I'm putting Bron at my one. I know I'm crazy for leaving Kobe and Jordan out, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking about winning a game. You're talking, I'm, I'm talking about floor about spacing. My, it makes sense. That I, I believe that I believe that Kobe and Jordan are so special because they had to carry people to what they had to win. No, no disrespect to Pippen. They always, they always had Shaq. Yeah. They had dudes, but the rest of their their supporting cast was you know the greatest supporting cast. But they had to carry that load like they did because of the people. LeBron had to do it too at, at a point. But I believe LeBron's ability to um, you know pass and see the game. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm one. going Bron at the one. Kobe at the two. Kevin Garnett at the four, Shaq at the five. And the three will probably be Kevin Durant. Who's at the four? Kevin Garnett. Garnett, okay, gee. Ooh, yeah, that changes it up. We're getting deflections, old boards. We're switching one through five. Not with Shaq. Shit. Oops, sorry. <laughs> That's the only thing. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq messes up my space and pace. I'm a space and pace dude. Shaq, now, no disrespect to who he is. He is the most dominant player to ever play the game. Talking about dominant. We might not be able to switch with you because I was going to be heavy, pack the paint because with our length. Oh, but then you guys got floor spacing. If See. we switch and Shaq's ISO in, Clay and Steph, yeah, maybe Shaq we. I'm, pay, I'm, pay, I'm pacing space, so <laughs> I need people who can do a little bit of everything and operate. That's how I like to run it. But mm -hmm. Man, it's been a pleasure, my brother. You got a 24-second shot clock. That's your camera right there. Let the people know where they can find you. You can either give an encouraging word or, you know, anything you want to say, man, to the people. Um, Man, where you can find me? Uh, you can find me in your local gym. I'm in everybody's gym. Um encouraging word just really just like i said have a good spirit and be a good person yeah. and then you'll be all right in this space love it man my brother appreciate, appreciate you being on the uh -huh. show my brother all right y'all we'll see y'all next time peace